This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Ugh, I guess this is how it ends. I thought I was better than this. I guess when you're dying, the first thing to go is your creativity. Been drinking a lot. I told you to write this down. I, I don't have a helmet like that Avengers guy did. Been drinking a lot of my piss. All hey, right. Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. He basically threw a tantrum to announce he was quitting Twitter. Nobody quits Twitter. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now we kick it. Okay, I am here. All right, you ready? And I'm in your rear. I said I'm in your rear. It's the Audio Fun Bag, Chapter 74, all brought to you by no companies that actually invest anything with us any longer. NEIUSA.com. That's Norman's Electronics <laughs> and also Hard Ice Vodka Freezies. Well, yes, we would. Uh, we should probably reach out to them and say, hey, listen, uh, we're, we're just we're pointing this out and whatever we say, <laughs> uh, just understand. Maybe you might get a complaint. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Look, who, who knows? It's low. It's Hoyt. Hoyt quit the show. Hoyt quit the fun bag. Hoyt destroyed everything. Here, we'll throw you a little gift every once in a while. There you go, Jamie Norman. There right. you go, Bynums. I want, I want to bring this up because the reason why we've got this one together today, uh, we've had a lot of weird, crazy changes, and I actually had a friend of mine, a college friend of mine. She reached out to me, and she's like, hey, can I, can I ask you a question? She you know, shot me a quick email, and I'm like, ooh, is it going to be like nudes? Like, is, is this finally here? Ooh, it's going to be awesome. Is this the big girl you banged in college? I didn't bang anything. So she ends up flat out asking me. She's like, hey, I've got my own company, but I'm, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And I go, oh, well, that's interesting. I was like, well, here, let me send you what I've done in the past with Hoyt. And her next response is, y'all really did 73 episodes of complete bullshit? <laughs> I was like, kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, it's kind of exactly. So I, I Honey, I got not only email. 73 podcasts of bullshit. Baby, they gave us a radio show, and then we did it on air for people to hear on an AM frequency. That's I know, how the, good we are. And then Georgia wins the national championship, and you're like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it awesome? Most people get to the top of the mountain, and they're like, I'm going to stay here. I get to the top of the mountain, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go back down to camp now. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm <laughs> heading down to base camp. I'll, I'll see you later. Uh, so so that's what kind of inspired. I, I reached out to Hoyt this morning. I said, hey, listen, I still got the Comrex at home. Uh, let, let's just throw one together. And... You had some stuff you wanted to bring up. I had some stuff I wanted to bring up. But I, I just thought to get that out to the public that what has gone on now, I feel kind of like I got sent off to boarding school and then on to, like, Harvard, and you and the guys got to stay in junior college and party your asses off. So I've had this completely different schedule where I'm having to do, like, legitimately somewhat serious radio at times, and you guys are still goofing around. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to find that happy medium where I still find a place to goof around a little bit, and I think it's the podcast whenever you're available. Oh, baby, we're still in the frat house, and you went yes. off and got a you know white-collar job, and you're working 9 to 5, and when I say 9 to 5, you're actually working, what time do you get up? 
Four? Four forty-five. I think four fifteen is what time the alarm goes off. That's I try and get out awesome. The door. Did you watch yeah. any Monday Night Football last night? I watched the first. Okay, so I watched the first three quarters of the early game. I got to about halftime of the second game, and I had to check out. I saw as soon as like the Braves went final, it was time to go to bed. So how much are you sleeping now? Like, because you don't nap either, right? Uh, okay, so I've added that, um, and it's not all the time. Like yesterday, I didn't nap at all. Today, because I went to bed right around 10.45, got up at, you know, actually it was like 4.15, 4.30 for me, there's going to come a moment where I say I need to get some sleep, and I might be able to catch 30 or 45 minutes. I have not been able to do anything more than, like two weeks ago, I, I knocked out for 90 minutes and I was like surprised. And, and when you wake up from those, it feels like you're on another planet. But you don't do the hibernation sleep? Like, I used to do the hibernation sleep, where every two weeks I'd be like, I'm going to go to sleep now and just see when I wake up and not set an alarm. And then I would find myself waking up at 2 in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God, I slept for an entire day. What just happened? I have had the go to bed at 11 o'clock and wake up at, like, 10 o'clock the next day. Because let me explain. Like, when I was doing morning, so I was, let me see. That was a Sandra show. Sandra did the 5 to 6 a.m. show. Right. You were you were there as her life partner. And so I would, oh, God, I was sentenced to life. By um, the way, did you, see her, did you see her tweet yesterday? Uh, w- no, I'm blocked. Oh, I, I, oh. <laughs> so you, you saw the, the Eli Manning thing, right? The, the video that's yes, hilarious. It's the out Penn there. State video, yeah. Yeah. Um, she responded to the person and was like, was Coach in on it? I'm like, all you had to do was watch all of it. <laughs> Oh, uh, honey. I, I, okay, I digress. Here's I just think no less. I, I just, Lose, I just, that, I, would, that would require work, and <laughs> she's not big into that. So back oh, then. Your are just being ugly. So back then, I used to have to show up at three, write out her entire script. I would do whatever was going on. I would do Chuck and Chernoff until like one way back in the day. And so I would get home at like two. I had just started dating Lisa at the time, okay? She's still just. Drinking, seeing, seeing other people and kind of seeing, seeing if it's serious. Seeing other people and yeah. bangs and all that kind of stuff. So we would go out. Now Lose, you got two kids. I, <laughs> why do you think <laughs> they came out so easy? But she's just out of college and everything else. So I would go out with her and try to do the drinking thing. We'd hit Noche, and then we'd go to the Vinings, and then we'd do this. And, and we don't go out till 10 o'clock anyway. Oh, my God. And so I'm just rolling into work just drunk, or I'd get an hour of sleep, and then I'd come home, and I'd try to sleep from 2 to 5, and then we'd go out again. How the hell can you do that with two kids and a wife and everything else? Like, it blows my mind. So when I nap, I catch up on sleep. I call it the hibernation sleep. See, this is where the other guys have it straight. Like, Rhino, my show partner over there, he goes to bed, I think, at like 7.45, 8 o'clock, because he gets up at 2 in the morning. And Tug goes to bed by typically right around 9. I can't do that yet. I still have to like kind of see the end of stuff, and if that means 11 o'clock, 10.45, fine. It, a couple times last week, it was closer to midnight, and I hated myself the next morning. But you're it's not, like supposed, you're no, not, you're supposed not supposed to, to go to bed, though, before your children go to bed. like that. Okay, I'm going to get personal. Has this messed with your sex life? Cause, uh, cause, actually, no, only because— Oh, you get nooners? Well, no, my wife works in the house. Yeah, but you can't be banging while the kids are there. They're at school. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. You get the nooner. You come home and you get it's that. It's different. Yes, it's different. It's not, but it, it there's no way that's happened at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. Now, how much weight have you gained? Because I haven't, that's the problem with this too. I don't see you anymore. I just hear your voice through this stupid Comrex. I never see you, but I'm imagining like you've just gained about 400 pounds. <laughs> no, I haven't actually. The uh, In fact, that's one of the things that uh, Tug and Rhino keep making fun of me about. They're like, 
dude, like at some point, like, are you going to help us with working out? You gonna do? And I'm like, listen, I don't even get a chance to work out like as much. I just still eat the same way. And you just, you don't put stuff on when you're not eating anything other than vegan stuff. Yeah, but you don't sleep either. And that's not healthy. No, that's, I sleep. That's not, just, no, you it's, don't. It's like, awkward. It's awkward. It's awkward. You sleep. hang upside it's like, down. It's like, a, like, what kind of sleep? It's a, is yeah, awkward I'm, like, sleep? I'm the Batman. Uh, yeah, no, it's like <laughs> eleven to like four thirty in the morning, and so it's it's like five and a half hours, and then I find myself having to catch like thirty or forty five minutes in random places all the time. This, of course, being on extra one hundred six three, while Hoyt still gets to do romper room with Los the makes band. it political. I get to do it now whenever I want. Oh, I know. That's the joy of all of this. In fact, I thought about sending your wife a bunch of my pillows and see how that works out. No, in your house. that didn't work out. Li- okay, it also didn't work out because it was like the anniversary of the insurrection. Is that what it's called, or is that the sex store? Yeah, that's more the sex store. But yeah, I guess that's what one side calls a riot. <laughs> It's the summer of insurrection in in, uh, in spring or summer and spring of 2020. Well, just, no, those aren't. Those are those are our uh, our private little uh, things that are going on in public. So how's it been politically over there? Uh, it's been weird because what happens, and and you've seen this, and and this is where I feel kind of like the I feel like the black sheep of our entire building because I'm the only person who's working on both ends. And so, oh, I'm very aware because oh, I'm sure you're aware. As, I mean, as I, I see you tweet out shit, I'm like, oh, it's so hard for you to serve two masters. How are you doing this right now? Does that make sense? What yes. I'm saying, like, yeah, because- it, it is. I've I've basically had to follow the Clay Travis model of the last I'm- thing you want to do is alienate. Like sports, people come for sports, right? And our audience, whether you want to say it's sixty forty or seventy thirty or fifty fifty, I don't know the demographic of our audience or where they politically lean. Honestly, I don't want to know. Don't tweet me your shit. But you're going to piss off somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's kind of the challenge where I think about the way Clay Travis does it where it's here's a sports point, here's this, but then he's also going to give you a little bit of politics because he lives in both worlds. And fortunately, because we're such a college football-oriented station, there's a lot of people that are very conservative. Are you trying to say liberals don't like college football? Well, we statistically know they prefer NBA, they prefer – WWE, they, the numbers just bear it out. That's that's the way it goes. And so when college football came under attack during the heart of COVID, well, big surprise, okay? Like, that that was that was one of the primary areas they wanted to attack. Um, but it is hard. It's hard to kind of play both ends, and it is weird whenever I walk in that building to have guys looking at me and, is he doing a sports show today or is he doing a politics show? I can't and, tell you how many texts I get. Did you see what your boy tweeted? I'm like, <laughs> I look. Everybody has assholes. Everybody has opinions. Leave me the fuck alone. Like that's that's his opinion. Let him have his opinion. If you want it, you come listen to it on extra. If you don't, then don't go then there and alone. just listen it- to his sports. Like, okay, Johnny Depp, weird person. Like. Has some issues. Didn't he get the dog hired, the dog shit on the bed, or he shit on the bed, or something like that? Something like that. Still like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like R. Kelly, pee-peed on kids. That's not cool. You know what? Music kind of jamming. I'm kinda okay with some it. Good music. I was like. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. Hey, who listened to Michael Jackson growing Everybody up? Everybody listened to Michael growing up. And Michael <laughs> touched every little boy he could get his hands on except Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Okay, I'm not laughing. By the way, I'm oh no, not, you are. And no, I, it, but that's it, not funny. Touching children is not funny. I just wanted to put that out there. By the way, don't touch the, children. This is the fun part about me working over there. Is because when I make that joke, everyone just goes, "Yeah, he's not lying." I mean, 
outside of our friend Brandon Harper, so to this day, we've got a friend we work with who's like the biggest Michael Jackson fan. Oh, dude, this is like Brandon Joseph saying OJ was innocent. It took him about five years for him to come around and just go, and that was after we beat him down. He finally was just like, his music's still good, all right? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's fine. There are plenty of people who happen to do things that you may not agree with with their politics who still do stuff that you enjoy. Snoop probably killed a guy. Like, murder was the case. They tried him. But you know what? Music's good. Like, I can separate the two. I just... Either we live in an era where people can't separate the two, or maybe it's just the the fringe minority that tends to be the majority on social media that can't separate the two. This is what's different. You know me. And so it's... Like, I, I think at times when anybody sees something that I might tweet out there, they're like, oh, my God, he's some sort of gargoyle. And you're like, no, it's the same dude. He's always been the same way. He still drinks the same stuff, does the same stuff, hangs out with the same people. He's friendly to everybody. That has never changed. It's just that when you introduce this other element, you now have people in the building that are like, I didn't know he thought that way. I'm like, well, maybe you should have hung out in the control room with me for, oh, I don't know, a decade like Hoyt did. None of this is a surprise to Hoyt. But the interesting part is at least for like the – no, it's not because I <laughs> I got four hours of it on the other side of the control room on the other you, side of the you glass. Would, okay, now here's another funny part just to point this out. I don't watch network television. I don't watch Tucker Carlson. I don't watch any of that stuff. Yeah, you and do. You know you do. You I love do it. You, how many times did you go, hey, did you see this? And you would pull out your phone, and you had to show it to me. That was what you were doing just to be like, yeah, this made Lisa crazy. Check this thing out. And that was like the that was the extent of our political talk and our laughs that we would have during but those times. The weird part about it is, like, I truly am one of those people. I'm not a shut-up-and-dribble guy, but I am truly one of those people that me – and I know you're on a political station. I just keep my politics mostly to myself, unless it's my close, close friends. Like, and that's how I think when you go over to 680. Like, Matt, does the audience do you think they know his political leaning? Or Chuck, do you think they know his political leaning? Or or home team? Or Hud- Hudson's a bad example. Uh- <laughs> hold on, hold on. The fact that we have a guy like Fat Casey who calls him woke Chuck, you think they don't have an idea? I would say, do you? I don't know if they would. It's they, not overt. Okay? I don't know you, if you they could p- guess Chuck's voting record the past twenty elections. Though you I have guess. to pick up on this stuff. It's not like Kincaid, okay? Like Kincaid was, Kincaid would flat out tell you, and and he would always get Kincaid's blamed for this. the only one that voted like me. And by the way, he would have people on both sides calling him a liberal on one yes. side, calling him a conservative on the other, which is what you're supposed to ultimately be. I think like it just, I don't know it it. If I've learned anything in my house, all talking politics does is piss people off, and I just want to live in the happy world where people aren't pissed off at each other and love each other. I will say this. That morning show, there's a lot of laughs on it. It's not a lot of, uh, I guess, like vitriol. It's not a lot of like, oh, my God, and this and this and this is the most terrible thing. Like there's a lot of times where we're just goofing around about Rhino and the bears in his yard. You know, it's just stuff like that. And so I, I find myself like not bears, getting... like big gay men. He's got big gay men in his yard. No, he's got like legitimate bears in, oh. in North Georgia mountains. He's got bears that show up and eat out of his bird feeders and all sorts of crazy stuff like that. I, I find myself getting up in the morning going, I don't want to do that kind of show. I don't want to be that angry person who's talking about politics angry. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to point out what I'm going to point out. I'm going to call balls and strikes and I'm going to tell you that. What Trump was doing was not a good idea in terms of spending, just like the the Democrats are doing. It, it's, it's just the fairness of how I look at it. I, I blame both ends on both of these things. Speaking of bears, when we were at the Lady Gaga concert, what was it, two weeks, two ago, weeks ago or something yeah. like that? Oh, my gosh. The people watching, but the group of bears. And when they find themselves in a in a den of just other bears, it's the, it's the funniest thing to just sit back and people watch. They are my favorite people to people watch, the big bears. 
Big fan of the big bears. I thought that when I walked out of the battery was one of the more entertaining walks I've had. Because it was such an eclectic group of people. Uh-huh. And you're trying to figure out exactly, okay, how does that person live their life? You know, some some people were just uh, the regular housewife, the, the housefrau who had on the Lady Gaga shirt. Oh, dude, there were suburban bitches of yep. 400 then, that were then, coming down. Then there, was... there were people with crazy fuchsia hair and, and a lot of crazy piercings. You went, okay, I get that portion. And you realize when she refers to them, all of you as little monsters, y'all are very cross-section group of little monsters. But I think that's her whole point. Right, is that's we're her whole all, point. We're all little monsters. Everybody can be a little monster. We did it. Los, it doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. That's born this way, Lady Gaga. When are you going to start singing? It doesn't matter who you are, because maybe you're a perfect babe. Um, I will say one more thing about that concert, though. Okay, so Gaga will do, she does a six-act show, and one of the acts, she will sit down at a piano and does all acoustic. And Which that I hear is, is outstanding. It's my favorite part of her. Like, it's just her raw voice and her at the piano. The problem is, there's two problems. One, you can't sing along with it because she'll stop at certain times and just start talking to the audience while still playing the piano and then go right back into it. The other one was very funny, though, and I thought you might get a kick out of this. So she stops. She's still playing the piano during her song, but she stops and she goes, I know we've been through a hard two and a half years and we weren't able to go outside, see our loved ones. And she's like doing this speech about COVID and how difficult it was. But we're all in the middle of Georgia and we're like, no, nah, we've been outside for a long time. We've all been hanging out like this might play in New York, but this ain't working right now, Gaga. I was like, I don't know if you know this. Um, we went back to living normally in about April of 2020. But then okay? she would go back in and she'd be like, but you can be whoever you want because you were born this way, and then the crowd erupts again. Oh, but like, yes, it, when she but, was doing but we're the COVID, all talking about going to football games, and we were like, you know what? I was at Clemson, Georgia, babe. When she was doing the COVID talk, she's like, we only saw our loved ones through Zoom meetings, and everybody's, everybody's like looking around like, no, I was hanging out with everybody. Oh, was, was Bars the, were open, Gaga. You know, the Alabama and played Georgia, <laughs> and, and we were in Tuscaloosa, and, and you know what? That bar... Uh, it wasn't like there was that few people in there. That was just in. Of course, then there's the. Oh my God! Y'all must have killed thousands. Like, well, listen, we we decided to go live our lives, and and fortunately enough, now Gaga's now hopefully living her life as well. Los makes it political. All right, when we come back, we'll finish up with one more segment here on the audio fun bag: spending, being a champion, and potential trips. We'll talk about that next on the audio fun bag. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Follow the podcast park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the podcast park. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? 
You told me to bring it up. Sometime in the one o'clock hour on Fridays, they always play the work whistle. Let you know you're almost getting ready to get off of work. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick has now started to call back to old school 70s and 80s rock radio, which, of course, the DJ has to be high and <laughs> he's all about the cocaine. So here's the first one. We got, got about five of these where Nick basically transforms into 80s DJ guy searching for the cocaine. Step right up. Don't be shy. It's right there on the glass. You're going to snort it because you got class. Let that work whistle blow. Friday has arrived. He does that way too well. Oh, you, you think so? How about this version of it? Wrestling that bear on a Friday afternoon. That bear's name, Cocaine. Get him down. Get him out. Let that work whistle blow. What do you say, bear? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me hear another one. (laughs) Snicker, Riley, Swanson, Freeman, Will Smith, Ozzy Albee. And cocaine. <laughs> no. That's on my mind, Braves fans. Let that work whistle blow. Don't know that we want to have those things connected. Every Friday in the one o'clock hour, there's always a Coke theme to at, it. At some point, work whistle, and you get one of these. Cocaine. 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 Explain, explain, explain. The rain, the rain, the rain. What? Let that work whistle blow. Uh, I like when the character kind of you know, peters out. out. Yeah. So there was one more, and <laughs> and this was completely unexpected. Cause this is a this is a Nerny thing with him. Like he just transforms because Nerny just realizes, hey, it's Friday. I play it. This is what's going to happen to Nick. So Hoyt and I were sitting in for Domino. He was out that particular day. I think it was a charity golf event, something like that. And so we got basically Hoyt and I just sitting there, not expecting anything. I hear that initial cowbell. And had no idea what was about to happen, and this is what did. 128, the bag is here. Speaking of bags, anybody holding that work whistle is going to blow. Speaking of blow, anybody got any? Because I'm ready to roll. It's the Audio Fun Bag, Chapter 74. It's Los, it's Hoyt dropping you an audio fun bag for today. And I wanted to get into this topic because we discussed it a little bit in our, it's not really pre-show. We just had a phone call and I said, hey, let's do a fun bag. And you go, well, I don't know if I can. I got the kids over at band camp and I got this and this and me and Matt haven't talked yet. And I was like. Band camp. No, it was even worse than band camp. It's gym camp because we didn't do our due diligence for fall break. And we were like, we got to get them in a camp somewhere. What's still available? And so it's two redheaded boys and 98 girls. And I was, I was kind of proud of Grayson though. He was talking how he laid it down with this one girl. They were playing freeze tag and he like touched her boob. So that was cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. He's, he's, hey, listen, he's a good chip off the old block. (laughs) Okay. There were so many boobs that Hoyt wanted to touch that he never did. (laughs) So now he doesn't miss the opportunity. Can you still picture old boobs? Uh, like, if you close your eyes, like, not the fat girl, but, like, any others, can you picture any other boobs other than your wife's when you close your eyes? Do you see your ex-wife's boobs? 
Uh, when you when you go to that faraway world, you know what? It's a little fainter now than it is. Okay, I'll ask this question. Uh-huh. If I lined up fifty women, so there's a hundred boobs in front of you, and you can only see the boobs, could you pick out Allie's boobs? Yeah. What would distinguish Allie's boobs? Uh, perky. And she's had two kids. They're not perky. I, I, no, I'm telling you. And by the way, I can put fifty and, and, other perky boobs up there. And and that's again you. I, Talk about the magic of what happens when you just like you know eat a little bit. Uh, she's she's all veganed up too, man. But is so there she's, she's is there like an oversized areola that would give it away? Something no, like that. No, uh, just a freckle. The freckle. Would <laughs> you do have it. the freckle too. Lisa has the freckle. It's underneath. I can I find. I can find that one freckle. I, I can point it out. <laughs> I would happen to know that. So speaking of, of Lisa, and speaking of my wife. The amount of spending going on in your house, and to a, to a certain extent my own, because we went through that, that time period where it was two weeks ago, and I had to get out the fall decorations, and then my wife was like, oh, I went over to Kirkland's, and I saw some more, and so I bought some more fall decorations, and she's got the whole pumpkin-spiced everything in the house right now. The amount of where I go, um... Listen, the Fed's about to in- raise the interest rate by about three quarters of one percent. We got some problems going on around here. Why are you all buying fall de- decorations everywhere? Seven hundred and thirty-four dollars on fall decorations. <laughs> yeah. How did that discussion work in your house when she comes back with seven hundred and thirty-four dollars? Well, no, the problem was I was there. We went to at home. I don't know if you ever been to at home. No, I know it. Yeah, it's yeah. another one of the places she likes to go to. It's like a massive freaking Costco of just like decorations for fall. They've already got the Christmas decorations up. But Lisa's like, no, those are old Halloween decorations. So next thing I know, kids just start putting things in the cart. And Colton's three, and he's just grabbing things and putting them in. I want this. I want that. Dildo. We go. What? Huh? Huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just I has like a pumpkin on I, it. I coughed. Double sided. Just pumpkin on one side. That's, that's, no, I didn't say that. I just I was I coughed on accident. Daddy, why is it moving and vibrating? Um. So we end up with $734 worth. I have, Los, I now have six Halloween inflatables. Like, inflatables are only supposed to be for Christmas. <laughs> yes, I they have freaking Halloween inflatables. Like, what the hell, dude? I have that now. I have spider webs everywhere. We're only in September, by the way, and this crap is going up. Like, I, I don't know. I just. Well, we have. I don't we, know how to tell my children no, by the way. When they bring up something and they want that, I'm like, well, we can afford it. My parents always told me no, and I hated my parents because of it, so. I don't want you to hate me. I'll just buy your love. Yeah, this is the uh, this is you being Clark Griswold. You're like, there's there's no limit to the love you'll show your children but because you're financially able shouldn't to. there also be though a limit on which which holidays we're doing it on? Like Halloween, Christmas. I understand Christmas go big. Everybody, it's a magical time. Everything else, Halloween. Like, it's one day where you're going to get free candy. Oh, by the way, I'm going to have to spend $150 just to feed the neighborhood of candy. So I'm already doing that. What's the next thing? Am I going to start decorating for Thanksgiving and put a giant inflatable turkey in the front? Arbor Day? Like a giant tree, inflatable tree? I ran into this issue. I know right where you're coming from because we got out the fall decorations. We're not even into the Halloween decorations, dude. Oh, so there's a difference. So you're putting out, like maize and leaves and just things like that yes she has a whole other round of stuff once we get into october i hate it like i know it's by too the way, much i love christmas i love decorating i love putting lights up i love everything about it there's a holiday every single month like freaking valentine's day in february fourth of july in july obviously like 
at what point can we just do one holiday and just enjoy it? Well, we even had the problem because we were out of town last year. By the we, way, football is going on. I don't have free weekends to be putting this crap up and down. This is true. I, I've got Saturday and Sunday that are spoken for. The, the problem that we ran into is that last year, because we were traveling, she insisted that she wanted all the Christmas trees up in the house, which there's there's this, the two little ones in the girls' bedroom. They each have like their own little like two-foot tree. And then there's the basement tree. Then there's the main level tree. All of them had to be up before Thanksgiving because we were going out of town so that when we got back in town, it was December 1st or 2nd, well, she could enjoy all of it from there. Do you so put one, one change after the next. Do you put a tree in the servant's quarter as well, or do you let them just go off your tree? No, no, no. They, they have to fend for themselves. They have to bring their own stuff. Like the dog. Does Pinky have a tree? No, no, like, we don't go that far. Dude, you, what do you mean you don't go that far? You're putting trees in your daughter's bedrooms. Like, I know. That's a little – you're supposed to have one tree. It's one not, tree. It, it's not my doing. And besides, the one in the basement, that's that's Allison's sports tree. It's all sports stuff oriented. Now, I'm fine with that. Totally cool with it. It's just I have to put that one up, and then I have to put the one up in the main uh, the main living so area. So do you have a classy tree in the living room and then yes. a white trash tree in the basement? It's more of like all of the stuff that you would like that's all like Georgia stuff. Where do you put the ones, the ornaments the kids make? Because those look like shit. As much as we think they're like, oh, it's adorable. You made us an ornament. They look like shit. So you got to hide them either on the back of the tree or back find of a, the classy tree. Yeah, or find a ghetto tree to put them in. Yeah, no, that's the back of the classy tree. In fact, <laughs> this was probably about three years ago. I finally convinced my wife that we didn't need a real tree anymore. Oh, and so great. now, now it's a really nice tree with like the the different LED lights, and you can put it into like this mode or that mode or it can make it look this way and it works it's it's so much better now it takes me about two minutes to put up and then i just basically walk off and say here y'all go take care of it from here because the lights are already pretty strong and everything on it so that was my frustrating i'm just i'm i'm over celebrating dumb holidays i'm over spending 734 dollars on dumb stupid holidays well let's finish up here finish um, me because by the way i did watch that on on what was it? It's the games that made us or whatever else on Netflix where they got into Mortal Kombat and how how violent that was for kids in the 90s. I was like, hell yeah, it was. Mortal- it was what they showed was Street Fighter, and then this guy's like, I want to do something more than Street Fighter. That's what I was going to say. Were you a Street Fighter 2 guy or were you a Mortal Kombat guy? I thought Mortal Kombat was so much cooler. I thought the gameplay, though, on Street Fighter was better, if that makes sense. Probably the the challenge, and they showed it in the documentary, was that they were doing for the first time um, – a live action takeoff like the all the all the people doing the moves they videoed them doing it and so then they had to integrate that into the game did they put the little balls on them like they do in EA where it, they it's different it was a green screen okay and so every single character there's there's the real life counterpart of of what they were wearing and the karate moves they had to make it's kind of cool watching it did Lou Kane was did Lou Kane look like Lou Kane and put it this way they tried to ask did Raiden have the hat on Yes. In real um, life when they... Yes. Oh, okay. So they asked Jean-Claude Van Damme to be in the game. And he basically said no, because they were the people that were doing it were a big fan of Bloodsport. So he, he declined. So they had to create their own Jean-Claude Van Damme, which ended up being, what is it, Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage. That's how they did. So the guy kind of looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme with sunglasses, and he's a martial artist. Who were you? I was a, I was a Sub-Zero guy. Um... I would do either... Was it Scorpio? Was he the, get over here? Scorpion, yeah. Uh, I would do either uh, Sonya Blade or Johnny Cage. Those what, are the ones I knew how to do their moves with. What about in Street Fighter? Uh, Ryu? Oh, I was Chung Li. Okay, that's fine. Wait, Ryu was Japan. 
Yeah. Ken was America. Guile was, was America. America. E Honda was Japan. Chung Lee was China. Dalsam was India. Zangief was Russia. By the way, Soviet Union. They bring up how the game designer in that particular documentary, he looked at all these landscapes and he was like, "This is how I want to like take people around the world." So every single one of them that they show in the in the video game was taken from the real life counterpart of this is what's iconic for this area. So we want to make it to where it feels like you flew there to have this fight. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's it's a really cool documentary. I highly suggest it. All right, so let me finish up with this. Finish it. Because Friendship. you're a champion now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it feels different. Like, even the Georgia-Oregon game that you and I went to, we were the representatives at the tailgate because you and I were going to the game. Repping the G. It even felt different walking around that tailgate where there was not a worry in the world. I just assumed three-touchdown win. Didn't really see 49-3. Um but even when you called the dogs and you made it like the championship dogs, uh, there was something that almost feels like it was a coronation at the same time. Things have now changed so much that I'm like, all right, well, our next trip is just going to be kind of like a, what all are we doing to go along with it? Because you already know you're going to win. That feels weird. Um, <sighs> like if, you, if we go to Lexington, that's the one we've been talking about. Correct. And I think it's a great idea to do a bourbon trip, and I would be like, let's let's make this happen. Let's get a bunch of Georgia fans, and let's go to Lexington. And By I'll- the way, you know there's no horse racing in Kentucky in November. Apparently the horses are breeding and training, so we can't see any horse races. So it'll be two distillery tours. Okay, two distillery tours plus a football game. That's That would be the plan. You do realize we're kind of rolling in there like they're going to still win by three touchdowns, right? Like this is not this is not like when we were in Charlotte. No, but there is this feeling that I'm starting to get now, and I think we'll start to get on the road. And this is a weird feeling to say, but you start to see other fan bases as Georgia. And what I mean by that is they have hope. Like Kentucky and everything Stoops is doing there, they should have hope. Hell, you just beat Florida. Now you've beaten Florida two out of three years, and I think it's the first time in like 40 years that that's happened. Yep. You've cemented yourself as the second best team. We can upset. This is our day. Like, I'll tell you right now, we go into Lexington. Those people are going to genuinely think they have a shot at this game. And that's where Georgia used to be. Hell, remember the 2015 game, the blackout, Hoyt's blackout against Alabama? Yeah, it was a hopeful day. I thought we had a shot in that game. We were going to stun the world and show everybody this is final. We have finally arrived. Los, there's something fun about being that Alabama team that says, Bitch, you ain't even close to a right. <laughs> that's, that's nice. And now take this. And like, and watching them play this year so far, oh my god! Like even though I walked out of that building, I go, I think that's the best team in the country. Look at what Shane Beamer did. Okay, last week. So I've actually liked what Shane Beamer is trying to build over there. No, no one can win at South Carolina. It's it's not possible. They've never won an SEC championship. They've won the East once, and that was with Spurrier. Hell, maybe one of the top five best coaches in all of time. And he could only win one SEC East title. You can't win over there, but I like what he's instilling. I know it comes from the Kirby tree, the Saban tree. He was there at both places. He took it to Oklahoma. So, honestly, he probably got coaching from three of the best current coaches, Lincoln Riley, Nick Saban, and Kirby Smart. So he's trying to do his thing there. You walked in and said, not today. It's not (laughs) happening. I can't tell you, like, okay, I'm there in 2017 in Columbia. My second time in Columbia ever, sandstorm, they're doing the towels, everything else, everybody's into it. Close game at halftime. I think it's a one-touchdown game. 
This is also the game where Justin Fields walked off the field at the end of the game. Yes, when he was not pleased with that. I guess it was 18 then. And he's like, yeah, I, I didn't do anything. Just handed the ball off left and right because you dominated in the second half. Vice versa, flip it over to what happened last week. Los, they played Sandstorm once the crowd was into it. You take the ball down the field, touchdown. You take the ball down field, touchdown. All of a sudden, the crowd's out of it. By the third quarter, someone has a video out there. They're playing Sandstorm, and it's 18 people with towels waving it around. Like, there is something now about the Georgia fan base and the Georgia team that you get to go in, and you get to be the stealer of hope. You get to crush dreams. Like, that truly was us just just last year. That was us. That ain't us no more. It, we get to go in and be the one that crushed dreams now. Florida, I can crush you. Tennessee's going to come in with a lot of hope, by the way, with their offense. I can crush your dreams. And then Kentucky. And then I, <laughs> I sound like, what was the politician who was just going, then we're going to take California. <laughs> yeah, uh, Howard Dean. Thank um, you. It, it's, it is funny <laughs> because I think about when we walked out of the Oregon game. Uh, and we left probably with like five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. We were legitimately like saying hi and bye to the Oregon fans because they were so nice and they were getting so tarred and feathered that all anybody could do is be like, hey, sorry about, you know, hey, you know, hey, th- thanks for coming into town. You know, thanks for that. And, like everyone was genuinely feeling for them, like in a way where it was kind of like. Oh, I remember what this feels like. Uh-huh. Like, I've been in this position. I, I I remember this in 08 against Alabama. I remember walking out of that stadium. I remember this in, in 15 against Alabama. I remember this feeling. It it had that decided feel to it. I, I that, felt that Now there was empathy. I felt, yeah, it was empathy. I felt bad for them. In the fourth quarter, there were still Oregon fans because why the hell wouldn't you stay? I mean, at that point, you've flown 3,500 miles across the country. Like, you might as well stay at this point for four quarters. And all I'm telling them is, hey, we lost to Vanderbilt year one under Kirby Smart. Like, Lanning's going to get this turned around. He's going to do it the right way. It takes time. But you've got the right guy, and I tried to be as nice as I could. Did you see the one group of Georgia fans, though, that was tailgating, and they were along the street? I think it was Marietta Street or whatever street. And uh, the Oregon fans were walking by, and they were just taking pieces of bread and throwing them at the Ducks. <laughs> kind of wrong <laughs> no it's kind of funny i mean it's funny i, it I mean really i get well it <laughs> oh shut up we bark at little I know, girls and i know i know i know but I, I will tell you i will i was at the tailgate and i walked up to some oregon fans they made it a point uh they'd done their research and they knew like man let's go out to this tailgate let's go over to the fans tailgate and so i walked to them it was like four or five guys we started talking about it and um they were like man we saw this on the schedule we wanted to make the trip we wanted to do this and this and one of them goes, so, so what do we got to look for today? And I go, well, you're going to see a guy in 88. You won't see another one like this the remainder of the year. Yeah. I was like, and, and that's what's so different. And when it's it's your college football team, it's the programs you follow, you get to tell people about these things. And they were like, so he's going to be a top five pick? I'm like, yeah, Jalen Carter's going to be a top five pick. They're like, wait a minute. Didn't just, like, five of them get drafted the first round? I was like, yeah, this one's probably better than all of them except Walker. Yeah. And, then, and it was shocking to them when they started seeing what was going on. And then they're like, who is this Starks kid? Is he getting drafted? No, baby boy, he's a freshman. <laughs> he's a freshman. He's he just freshman. got here as a five-star, and he's one of the better defensive backs in the country already. Sorry. Hey, how bummed I didn't get to talk to you because we don't talk. We don't talk anymore. Um, We're on two completely different schedules. Were you bummed out about the Oklahoma game? That was supposed to be your trip that you were supposed to show yeah, me around was, Texas and then we I were supposed to drive too. into we, Norman. No, but I, I thought about that when they announced it because my plan was we were going to fly into Dallas, 
and then we would drive to to Norman, Oklahoma, do the thing, and then come back. Because you can't buy alcohol in Oklahoma because it gets the Indians drunk. You don't have— Native American. It's not as strong of alcohol that's available there. And it's it's because of that reason. So, like, I would have friends of mine who who went to Oklahoma, and they would have me buy beer in Texas to bring it up. <laughs> okay, before I would get to Norman, they're like, "Dude, gotta stop. Make sure you get us a case and bring it here." Los would put it in the bandit and then run across the border. That's right. <laughs> but again, you're allowed to have it. It's just that they make sure that the alcohol content by volume is nowhere near as high. Now, hopefully, that's changed. Because, obviously, the, the craft beer explosion of the last 20 years has changed some things. But that's what it was when I was back in college. Uh, I, I'm also kind of disappointed because that also applies to whenever Georgia's going to play Texas. Who knows when it's going to be? But that's another one of those trips where I wanted to be like, let me gather up my dudes and let's go fly to Austin and I let's know. do the Austin thing. I know. Or A&M or whatever. Like, I've just been so yearning. I. Ever since that Rose Bowl in 17 or 18, I guess you want to call it because it was the first day of yeah, 18. Yeah, January 1, 18. Dude, I've just been wanting to go back to Oklahoma and just reminisce, relive, <laughs> just every bit of it. I've just wanted it. We're and, back, bitches. And We're better now. Instead, it got taken away from me, and that sucked. By the way, you might have one of the best three or four quarterbacks in the country. Uh, Statistically, yes. I don't disagree with you. I heard somebody on with the locker room today. Maybe it was Luganville. And – uh. And Hudson asked the question, like, talking about Stetson, and they were like, how could they miss so badly on this kid? But Luganville comes up with it. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, Big Ben, teams missed on him. Or you want to keep Josh Allen, teams missed on him. Like, teams miss all the time. Now, those two guys had size that Stetson does not. And, oh, by the way, now you're going to get me riled up. Yes. He's still making stupid mistakes. <laughs> throw the damn ball away. Live to play another down. Throw the damn ball away. This is part of what when you're, ah! a, gun, when you're a gunslinger. All he was supposed to do this offseason, that's the only thing he had to improve on. Throw the damn ball away when it's not there. Don't force things. I know he hasn't thrown an interception yet. But holy-ish, like, he's going to give me a heart attack. Hoyt, when you're cold-blooded, you're cold-blooded, man. He's cold-blooded. He's a cold-blooded assassin. He's smart with the ball. Aaron Rodgers, cold-blooded, smart with the ball. Oh, yes. I just compared Stetson of all times. Yeah. (laughs) Let me me compare him to the GOAT. Uh, I I do think that there's something He's been in college for 18 years. Like, at some point, he has to figure this stuff out. Well, that's where he's developed into what he's developed into. And you get to be the beneficiary of somebody who, if he continues playing like this, he's going to get an invite to New York. And so, suddenly, you're not just the team with the dominant defense and the spectacular offense. You have a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. How do you beat that team? They'll never give it to him. You know that, right? Oh, no, no, no. They'll never give it to him. Listen, they they gave it to Baker Mayfield one time. Baker deserved it. I'm just saying it's it's a former by the way, Baker was former walk on who then became the starting quarterback at Texas Tech and then Oklahoma. Which is here's the thing. The SEC schools and the SEC voters are not going to give it to him. Hell, the Big Ten voters sure as hell ain't going to give it to him. Like, did you happen to see what Notre Dame's um, AP writer, where he ranked Georgia this year or this week? No, where'd he put him? Uh, he had him at number four. <laughs> he had Oregon at number eight. <laughs> like, what, the, the, what? What are you watching? I, the, there is bias and everything else. And oh, by the way, when you keep letting CJ Stroud throw for seven and eight touchdowns on bullcrap teams, like. I don't know. If but, that's, if, if Kirby, but that's why it's a regional vote. That's if why Kirby really, vote. truly wants to kill the narrative, go win a Heisman. Like, don't even be invited to New York. Go win the freaking Heisman. Like, that. I, okay, that play 
that play that he uh, that Stetson had against Oregon, where he scrambled to the right, got thrown out of the pocket, yeah. came back left, was supposed to be thrown to Darnell, and I think Ladd ends up catching the touchdown. That should have been a ball that was thrown away 20 times out of 21. And instead, it's going to be on his Heisman reel and everything else when he's invited to New York. But you've got to kill those things. But that's why he's going to the uh, the Heismans. I'm not, he's get I'm not here to win a Heisman, Lowe's. I'm here to, to go back invite. to back. I'm here to go back to back, bitch. All right, take us out. I'm a back to back basic bitch. Wait, that's not how I take us out. I haven't done this in a long time. Have fun storming the castle. Hey, Matt, guess what's in my hot tub? AIDS. I've got AIDS. I turned myself into a pickle, Morty. Boom. Big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that? I turned myself into a pickle. What are you just staring at me for, bro? I turned myself into a pickle, Morty. And? And? What more do you want tacked onto this? I turned myself into a pickle and 9-11 was an inside job? Was it? Who cares, Morty? Global acts of terrorism happen every day. Uh, here's something that's never happened before. I'm a pickle. I'm Pickle Rick! <laughs> oh, fuck. Follow the podcast, Bark, on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Park. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 